Hey, ringers, welcome to episode 69 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we, we are feeling the love a lot lately. We've been getting a lot of amazing messages um, from a whole bunch of you amazing listeners out there. Um, I feel like it's really, we're at an awesome point now where so many of our listeners have had their weddings and have listened to like lots of episodes and have, have integrated and implemented so many of the things we've been talking about and it's worked and, and we're just, we're really, like I said, we're really just feeling the love right now, um, uh, from all you people. So thank you for that. And so we're going to continue on the, the love theme and we're going to redirect it and talk about, um, loving our planet and our environment and doing some, uh, we're going to do top 10 sustainable wedding ideas to make your day more eco-friendly. And it's an awesome episode. I don't know if they're the top 10, but there are 10. 10 sustainable ideas. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're, up they're not there. the top. You pick what they're, yours is. They're your just favorite. ideas. They're just ideas. They're, they're meh. Just, back they're, off. They're just there. They're just, yeah, we just <laughs> put them out there. No, this, this is an awesome episode. And yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some some good tips on there. Very few tangents, still a few tangents, but um, <laughs> we want to hear from you. If you are in the Patreon group, if not, why are you not in the Patreon group, guys? We've got Ta-da. a ton of cool stuff in there. Um, but you, we've got um, – we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're doing, ways that you're um, being more sustainable and more eco-friendly in your environment. Not to brag about it, just to give other people ideas, right? Because yep. we're a community and this is how we help one another. So um, if you haven't yet, please join our, our beautiful Ringer Patreon community. You can join for as little as two bucks a month. Um, there's some great benefits in there where you guys can ask questions. I'm in there all the time um, yep. as much as I can with answering questions and commenting and, and doing all the things and cheering you guys on. But you get videos. Guys, you can literally watch this episode. Yep. You can watch us record this episode with a few of our bloopers and, and all of the things. Tangents. It's fun. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's all things that you get. We're going to do. Um, we've got monthly hangouts. We can do one-on-ones with you guys. It's it's a lot of fun. And we've been doing the one-on-ones. Um, and how sweet are the couples that we're talking to? I love it. Yeah, they're awesome. amazing. So, um, so yeah, I'm really excited. So if you haven't yet, jump in there, patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Let's roll. Hey, ringers. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put A Ring On It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. Here we are, podcast peeps. Podcast peeps, episode 69. Dan, what are we talking about today? So so today we're going to talk about um, spreading the love for, for our lovely earth and planet and how to um, take care of it. So we're going to do some uh, – talk about some sustainable wedding ideas to make your day a little more eco-friendly. Eco I believe yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Right, because we know that one person cannot solve the problem of um, what's going on in our world, but we do know that many, many small decisions do add up to make pretty big impacts. So while while you've got kind of enough on your plate already with planning a wedding, (laughs) we um, tasked ourselves with coming up with 10 ideas that maybe you can implement even just one of them um, to make... Just, you know, to just do your little part. Maybe you can implement all 10. Uh, maybe you're doing 
that and more. Um, and honestly, we'd love to hear about it. If you're in the Patreon group, definitely give us a shout out as to what you're doing to um, give Mother Nature some some love and goodness yeah. as you plan yeah. your wedding and as you uh, as you embark on your journey. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to go over a ton of stuff today. Everything yes. from like little itty bitty things um, like, you know, straws. Maybe we can do, you know, not use plastic straws to big things like, um, you know, donating flowers and whatever. So we're going to hop right in. Um, Danielle, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Dan, I would love to take for you to take this one away. Go for it. Uh, uh, okay. I was totally expecting you to not throw that at me, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> so first Surprise. thing, number one renting versus buying and of course we're talking about lots of different things other than just like the wedding dress and tux right like you can you can rent or buy a wedding dress you can rent or buy a tux everybody kind of understands that but um <clears throat> you can also reduce a bunch of waste by recycling or not recycling by renting things like your linens um your decor your flatware um and especially if you're having like an outdoor wedding um you know thinking about things like it's really it would be really easy to just get a whole bunch of disposable plates and forks and knives and all that stuff if you're having a backyard wedding. Um, but going that little extra step to, you know, not do plastic silverware forks, that kind of thing. What else, Danielle? Yeah. Well, so I hear um, sometimes with my couples when they're looking at different rental options, they start looking online and going, well, geez, we can buy a tablecloth linen for almost the same rate versus renting it. Yep. And that's maybe true, but here's what you don't see is all of the care and and steaming and washing and all the stuff that goes into that linen. If you were to buy your linens online, yes, you'll then own the linens, but you also have to get them ready and get them, um, you know, steamed and pressed and all that stuff so that they can go mm -hmm. on a table. And then after the wedding, you now have all of these linens. And I know that there's some options out there where you can um, resell your stuff following your wedding, but yep. most times those things, it's 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 a little bit more on the rare side, I would say, a little bit more yeah. uncommon that you're actually able to sell all the things. So then you're left with all this stuff. And more often than not, it turns into waste that just ends up in the landfill. So when you are renting things, like Dan said, I do a lot with backyard weddings. Yep. Um, it is, it is not that expensive to rent forks, knives, dishes, yep. linens, all of those things. And this way you are um, giving your guests a beautiful experience with this nice flatware and china and all that as opposed to disposable items. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but something to think about. And you get to, um, you know, eliminate a little bit of waste. So if you, if you rent, <laughs> eliminate waste. <laughs> um, if you rent your flatware, your forks, knives, all that kind of stuff, does this, does the service include like cleaning those up, uh, like taking those things away and then taking them away to wash them? Or do you have to wash them before you like give them back? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. And that's a good question. And I think it's one that people don't realize. So when you do rent things, mm -hmm. um, most rental companies require that those like dishes are scraped and rinsed before returning and silverware is rinsed before returning as well. It's so that it doesn't sit there for a day with all of this food caked onto it, right? Think of like if yeah. when you Gross. have dinner and you accidentally leave dishes in your sink. Uh, I never do that. <laughs> um, but you know, the, that, that food gets caked on, right? So if it's yeah. everything's rinsed and goes back, that's better. Some do require that they're cleaned. Usually the, the task should fall to the caterer. Mm -hmm. um, but if your caterer is saying they can't do that, there's people you can hire to take care of that for you. But yeah. 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 I mean, think about every time you buy something, the packaging that it comes in, right? So just think about like, you know, 
being able to reuse the linens from the caterer or the rental agency is is one thing. But if you have to buy 20 linens and they come in, you know, all these plastic, uh, you know, sticky foldable bags or whatever, then you've got to also get rid of those. And then you've got to or, or maybe you keep them and you got to repackage them or whatever. It's just a whole bunch of other stuff that's unnecessary. Right. Right. A hundred percent. So. Mm. OK. OK. On to number two. So kind of in the same same idea, right? Exactly. It's about choosing secondhand attire. Yep. Now, um, we mm. used to have a sponsor on this episode um, called Still White, stillwhite.com. They are a company that you can go on and resell your wedding dress. For those of you that have purchased a wedding dress, changed your mind, didn't like it. Um, there's a lot of new, gently used like new dresses on there that you can pick from a it's a great way to save money and b you're helping with this eco-friendly sustainable side of things because you're not going out and buying another dress um same goes for bridesmaids there is um rent the runway um is a great option super cool Um, or maybe ask your your lady team if they already own something that they'd like to wear yeah isn't have you heard of Show Me Your Moo Moo? I haven't. What is that? That's another – I think it's – I can't remember if it's rentals as well. Um, but you should check it out. I think – I think that uh, there's rentals and purchasing on Show Me Your Moo Moo. Um, one of my one of my past brides uh, just got stuff from them and it's really cool. Um, they had some really unique, really interesting uh, – uh, bridesmaid's dresses and I thought it was pretty cool so that's another one how about that me showing you something again today huh. wow Show me Dan taught me something earlier guys it was very interesting if you're one of the patreons you can uh, check it out in the video um, Dan what about for menswear yep. uh, obviously I feel like that's more common to rent for mm-hmm. our gentlemen right yeah side note a uh, little uh-huh. shout out to Catherine um, and Drew who are listeners of this podcast who told me shout about show out. me your moo moo thank you I just uh, photographed their wedding last month it was awesome um, uh, but yeah for guys um, there's a couple of different ones right there's black tux there's menguin which is m-e-n-g-i-u-n um, there's generation tux and of course there's always a good old men's warehouse Yeah, and I'm sure there's probably a a lot more. Those are sort of like the big players in it all um, with different options depending on what you'd like to do and Mm. which direction you'd like to go. But it's interesting that it's – and we've talked about this before. It's interesting that it's more common for the men to rent their outfit when it's so much more likely that they will rewear what it is they're wearing as either a groomsman or groom in the wedding versus the bride. Like uh, where else am I ever going to wear a white ball gown? Right. Day. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Like I always think that that, that complete exact thing. Like Opposite. I feel like every bride always, uh, you know, expects that or, or says that you know, oh, we, I want you to buy a dress you're gonna be able to rewear. But like, it, it just, I just feel like it doesn't happen. Like it very rarely happens. Rachel was, right. was a bridesmaid or maid of honor or something in several weddings a couple years ago, and like that was said to her both times. And I have never seen her rewear one of those wedding dresses, um, bridesmaids dresses, because they're just not. It's just it's a different kind of dress, I feel like. It is. Um, But with guys, I feel like it makes so much sense to just buy. Right. Um, And like a sharp looking suit. Think about where you can go with that. And I think it takes a lot for for somebody to be like, dude, did you wear that suit before? (laughs) Yes. 
Every time. Every I time I have a special time. event, yes. Yes, I wear this suit. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, you know, like, I, I, I'd be curious to see what the difference would be, you know, like, how much upkeep and, and stuff there is on a suit that's rented that has to come back from a sweaty groomsman that has a whole bunch of ridiculous, uh, you know, alcohol smelling things on him. Like, what kind of chemicals they have to use to clean really the suit, point. what kind of... Um, uh, like a lot of dry cleaners used to use harsh chemicals, but now you'll see a lot of dry cleaners will say, oh, you know, or using organic chemicals or whatever, or organic compounds to clean things. But, you know, how much, like what do those like cleaning factories look like behind men's warehouse or any of these places that have to clean all these tuxes and shine the shoes again and, you know, have these big washing machines or whatever versus, you know, if you're just one guy who like comes back, takes care of his suit because it's his own suit. Um, this is, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, th you know, parts of both. Like, I mean, Black Tux is a huge, really amazing, uh, company that, um, uh, a lot of my grooms right now are using. And one of the things I really like about it is that you can rent the tux and if you like it, you can pay the difference and keep it, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and they also just do a lot of real great work with, you know, with their grooms to, to make sure that their, you know, suits fit really well and that um, they have good customer service is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, lots to think about there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, and none of these are sponsors currently of, of no, this no, episode. No. We're, we're genuinely just mentioning these to um, to give you guys some good tips. and. Although Black Tux, if you want to hook us up or rent the <laughs> runway, just saying. Just Somebody's got to pay their mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, uh, buy groceries. Or buy groceries. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Oh, goodness. Okay, right. so um, the next one I want to talk about is um, our, our third tip is about donating your flowers. So totally. I am one of the few people left around once the wedding day is over and everything is getting cleaned up. And the amount of waste there is um, at that moment is, is a lot. You know, we've talked about how much cake gets thrown away, but there's so many flowers. And in some cases, the vessels that your centerpieces come in are rentals, which means those need to be returned back to the florist or rental company wherever they came from. Just yeah. the flowers themselves, guests can take. Now, there's other times where, you know, maybe you're DIYing your flowers. Oh, God, don't DIY your flowers. But, um, you know, <laughs> maybe you've opted to purchase the vessels so that guests can take them home. And that's a way to um, sort of spread that love a little bit more if Aunt Sally wants to take home, a, you know, yeah. the beautiful centerpiece from the table and it's going to live in her, you know, foyer for some time after your wedding. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. But if that can't happen, all of those flowers are just left there at the end of the night. And I'm telling yeah. you guys, they get scooped up and thrown into a big garbage bag. And it is yeah. heartbreaking. And it just is. the reality is it, it, it needs to get cleaned up. It needs to get out of there. They can't be reused the next day for another event or wedding. So there's options. There are some ways um, that you can go about it. Some floral companies will offer this as a service. Um, I have had couples who opt to just do this themselves or designate a person, but you can donate these flowers to hospitals, to nursing homes. Um, you can um, also, if you're still going back to the thing of like, okay, but we're renting our vessels, what do we do with these flowers? I'm telling you the dollar store has a bunch of very cheap vases at the end of the night, just scoop all those flowers up, stick them in there, and then distribute them where yeah. they need to go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know if anybody out there has ever had parents in uh, or grandparents in um uh you know nursing homes and things like that. It it can be like a really great thing for a lot of older people. Like I, my Grammy liked it because she was around her you know some some ladies and some friends she got to hang out with. Um, 
you know, rather than kind of like being by herself after my grandpa passed, but it was, it was a true gift and to see flowers show up and like just these little, very simple, um, gestures to, to really brighten a lot of these people's days, you know, like think about it. They, they are, even though no matter how homely they try to make it, um, a lot of those places can still feel a little bit corporate and a little bit, you know, like sterile. Yeah. Yeah. Sterile. Right. Um, so like flowers and, and things like the joy that you would see like these women, uh, or, you know, older men just like, you know, holding a flower, they'd be sitting, you know, they'd have them by the window and they'd just be sitting there looking at them and, you know, rolling their little chairs past them and picking them out and smelling them. So it's just like, give them something to do. And, you know, that's probably one of the easier things I'd say just to like find a way to do that. If there's one thing, you know, that could really help, you know, maybe a double whammy. It's brightening, brightening someone's day and also, um, uh, you know, helping save, save, you know, our planet a little bit. There's just a little less waste, right? Ex- extend the life of those flowers a yeah. little bit more. Let them yeah. do a little more good in this world. They provided a beautiful environment for your wedding day. Let them provide a beautiful bit of joy for yeah. somebody else too. And there's, yep. you know, you can do non-floral centerpieces too. There yep. are beautiful plants like succulents or potted plants that could really make cool centerpieces and yep. then they could be taken home and, and planted or potted or whatever it is. Um, or cactuses there's there's so many different options don't feel like you have to stick to this one thing well because that's what everybody does and that's what you see on pinterest there are a ton of really cool options out there that can um help extend the the life of that plant a little bit further yeah yeah let's um i want to talk about this next one is that okay the uh oh by all means you host you host this podcast too dan go for it (laughs) thanks for throwing me a bone danielle (laughs) uh number four which is uh encouraging monetary or experiential gifts rather than tangible products right so like one of the things that i think about all the time um is so all right this is going to be kind of like a double whammy here um i'm thinking about two things one i'm thinking about like uh gifts that people give you and i'm thinking about the favors that you give to other people, right? right? Do we have a favor section on here? No, we're not talking about favors. Um, so I'm thinking about those two things. So number one, I always think about like every you know place setting that I see. Are we? Are we talking about we're, favors? We're later? definitely talking about favors, but yeah. Go oh, for I it. do. I see it. Number seven. Okay, that's right. I'll, I'll come back to those then. So let's talk about number number four. Um, yeah. So uh, rather than you know all these major gifts where like you get um, you know. Uh, plates and dishes and a bread maker and all these things that come in all of these boxes and, uh, and everything like, can you one, um, opt for something like a, uh, a honeymoon registry, right? So we, in, in episode 67, we went over wedding registries, a wedding registry 101. So if you, there's lots of different options than just the standard stuff that's going to sit around your home. And then a couple years later, you're going to end up getting rid of it. You think you need this thing now, except for marshmallow shooters. Somebody bought us a marshmallow shooter and we put it on our registry. It was amazing. Um, somebody bought it for us and we still have it five years later. It's amazing. Um, but, um, there's a lot more registries focusing on the, the experiential or just like cash gifts that can, you can use towards whatever you want versus just like collecting stuff and then end up throwing it away later. Um, right. and when you collect stuff, I mean, there's not just the stuff that you have, but there's the packaging of it. There's the, uh, you know, all that stuff behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And it's hard because who admittedly doesn't like receiving gifts, right? Yeah. That's a fun thing, but think long term with it and think, right. 
you know, what am I really going to do with this? We do talk a lot about it in the wedding registry episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, it is a Mm -hmm. great episode. Um, So we give you a lot of ideas there. But I like this a lot. Um, If you are pretty settled into your into your world and and your home, um, I think it's a great way to, you know, eliminate that waste. You know, it would be awesome. Or eliminating Uh, waste. As I'm, I mean, now as I'm having kiddos and thinking about futures and all that kind of stuff, I keep thinking about like, one, I would never do our wedding a, a different way. But two, I'd often think like, what if I just, what if we took that money that we got as gifts or whatever and just put it in like retirement or put it in, you know, something like put it in a trip that we planned for when we're 50 or something like that, right? Because mm-hmm. one of the, uh, the studies I was reading recently is how a lot of people past the age of 50 say that like those last like 30, 40, 50 years of their life go by really quick because they have less to look forward to, right? Like if you think about it, the the stuff earlier in their lives, um, going to college, buying a house, getting married, having kids, there's all this stuff that you're constantly looking forward to and, and it's really amazing, right? But as you get older, there's like, people feel like they have less to look forward to and one of the things that they said is like, as you get older as a couple, to constantly do things, go on trips, do weekends away, all those things, right? You're not just, you know, sitting, uh, on your couch watching TV, letting the days fly by. So maybe that's like a really great thing to say, you know what? $10,000. We're going to take $10,000 from our wedding or $5,000 or $1,000 and we're going to put it in an envelope or we're going to open a savings account and just let that money compound. And when we're 50, that is going to be our getaway, you know, that's or something. Awesome. Just something. Uh, this is a little bit off topic, but I um, heard. I think in a podcast it was they were talking about it about the fact that going on vacation is great but it's often the anticipation of going on vacation that um raises people's excitement levels and cortisol levels and all of those yep. things more than the actual vacation itself and i just yep. thought that was interesting so i'm just yep. gonna start planning a whole lot of vacations <laughs> that i'm not actually going on i just can't tell myself i'm not actually going on it that feels like a good life hack doesn't it yeah heck yeah <laughs> What can go wrong? Okay, on to tip number five. I want you guys to opt for sustainable paper products or Or. digital products. So these are things um, like your invites, maybe sending digital invitations or maybe just allowing your guests to RSVP online. Dan, you and I are going to a wedding coming up, although by the time this episode airs, it'll be in the past. But you received a digital RSVP, right, for Gina and Urker's wedding. Yep. How easy was that? You went online. Awesome. Well, maybe Rachel did. Did Rachel what do it? They, I wonder if they got that idea from us because I know they're listeners of this podcast. I know. Gina's amazing. She's always listening to this podcast, but um, that's one way to do it. And I don't know about you, but it was super easy. I got the invite in the mail. I went online to their website, hit yes. I think yep. it asked us what song we would dance to if, if it, we played it. Boom. Done. I didn't have to mail anything back. I didn't have to walk all the way down my steps, out my front door, to my little mailbox <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's one way to do it. There's also, um, I've seen place cards, like, you know, those little cards that have Mr. and Mrs. Daniel Moyer table two on it that, you know, there's a lot of paper waste with that, right? But I've seen them where those can be planted and then turned into flowers. So, that is so, such an amazing thing, right? Like, you literally get this invitation in the mail and there's seeds woven right into the paper and you can literally yep. just take that piece of paper and shove it right in the ground and right. flowers will come up or a little tree or whatever. It's so beautiful. Love that. Even something as simple as just recycled paper. Yep. 
That's just a Ta-da. little thing. And I, none of your guests are going to receive it and be like, oh, gross. You know, like, what is <laughs> there this? There might be like, some. There might be right. some, to be honest. And all of these things that we're doing and that we're talking about, these aren't things to like go on social media and brag about. And these aren't things that you can stand up at your wedding and be like, this wedding is all blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's it's not about that. It's just about doing your little part to like yep. feel good on the inside, to fill your little eco-friendly love tank inside. Do you know what uh, I'm saying? Love the love tank. Yep. Love, <laughs> love, love the, the love, love tank. Ooh. Okay. <sighs> This is, uh, I feel like this is one that uh, I would hope would hit home with a lot of people after that turtle video. Um, and if you haven't seen it, don't Google it. Um, maybe you should. <laughs> anyway. Um, don't press this button. <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. Next one is uh, number six. Ask your bartenders not to use straws. Right. right. Or uh, have the, <gasps> the venue um, replace them with paper straws right like mm-hmm. paper straws or you can buy back. paper straws yeah or you can yeah. buy paper straws you know and give them to the bartenders good to go but um you know super simple right maybe right. unless uh, you know a guest specifically asks for a straw you know they just they give them glasses right um or they well, give what them, happens most right. weddings you go to or uh, i think you have to see this too you know people order a drink they get their drink and there's that little black or whatever straw that's stuck in there <laughs> i don't know about you but i don't really use it um, yeah. it's just, it's something I like always put over to the side and I drink and try not to poke myself in the eye as I drink it. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so really it's it, I don't need it in, in most yep. cases. And it's, if it's automatically being put in, that's something you can ask your bartenders. Hey, right. do you guys mind not automatically putting that in? If you guessed once, we'll go for it. But yep. just that little bit, guys, we've yep. all seen and heard, um, yeah. how bad these little suckers are. Oh, they're terrible. Everything. They are terrible. I mean, you've also heard about that, like, two-mile-wide floating mass of plastic in the ocean, right? Um, yeah, there's, like, all kinds of stuff, right? Like, just – I mean, there's lots of uh, – who was it? Um, did Starbucks just bring back uh, paper straws? And somebody, uh, somebody just committed to bringing back, like, they got rid of all their plastic straws, and they're only doing paper straws now. Like, one of the big one of the big fast food companies, I think. Ah, anyway. That's um, awesome. Yeah, they suck, it's- but – but yeah. like that's that's a really good point. So you just mentioned this like two mile wide thing of plastic. Um, I don't know specifically what thing you're talking about, but I'm the type of person where uh, I'm admittedly very sensitive to stuff. And if I go down too much of a rabbit hole, um, I start getting so worked up and so bothered by it all yep. that I do the wrong thing and I just go, I can't look at this anymore. I can't take it. And I, I sort of tone it out. And if it's like yep. out of sight, out of mind. But I don't think that's the right approach. I think right. I need to be better at saying, okay, I have this information. Yeah, that breaks my heart. It makes me really sad for what's happening in our world. Mm-hmm. I need to then do what I can to um, to make little changes in my own world and be less yep. wasteful. I, yep. I'm a purger, so I'm constantly throwing stuff away. But going forward, I need to be more mindful of what I'm actually purchasing. Do I really need right. this thing? How is this going to have an impact long-term down the road? Yep. So I'm yeah, glad we're doing this episode. This is a good thinker. Me too. I, I definitely think that, you know, the, the whole minimalism movement, you know, plays into this. But also, um, you know, you said you're a perger and we're, you know, Marie condoing our house big time, you know, as we prepare for these babies. And like, babies. so we had a yard sale and we tried to get rid of them that way. And then we donated a bunch awesome. of stuff. But there's some stuff that like you just can't not throw away but it's like like whenever i throw something away that i'm like this kills me i just say okay i'm throwing this away because i'm never i'm not going to replace it i'm never buying something like this 
ever again. I'm not buying two of these things. I'm doing this so I can become a better consumer and become more aware of what I really need, you know? Right. Honestly, I really think the more, um, I'm a big fan of the Minimalist podcast, and that's a podcast that speaks well to me in the sense that it gives me um, the right mindset when I go to purchase something. Dan, you and I have talked about this not while we've been recording a podcast of the things that we see and we're like, oh, I really want that pair of headphones. Oh, I really want that whatever thing. And you kind (laughs) of like, you put it in your cart and you kind of like, oh, I'm so going to buy it. I shouldn't buy it. I'm still going to buy it. Do I, do I, wait, do I really need this? I I do have other headphones that work mostly fine when I charge Uh, them. Oh, I remember, yeah. The rock (laughs) headphones. Yeah. Right, but like, yeah, he's cool. And it's that's that's what advertising is meant to do. It's get it's meant to get us to purchase, to get yep. us to drive the the yep. um this aspect of consumerism forward. So really it's a battle to say, nope, I I appreciate that thing and I like that thing, but I'm not gonna buy that thing. And usually you forget about it. Yep. Right? Yeah. Unless yeah. you're you, I, then you're still yeah. thinking about the rocks headphones. Or my daughter's uh, birthday is coming up this weekend, and you know we have like a little birthday party, and of course we're doing you know, we're doing like little gift bags and that kind of stuff, which is you know super That's cute. What you do. Um, and I was like, I was like, you know, I need we were, we were at Walmart or something yesterday, like just buying stuff to put in this, like little candies and whatever. And um, there was this, it was a confetti shooter. It was literally like a little little gun thing that like you push the button and like shot out like a little thing confetti. No pyrotechnics, but like you know spring yeah. loaded or something. And I like no Rachel, and I was like, I'm buying this. It was like two fifty, and then like a dollar fifty for these like other canisters, and I just like got it. And I was like, "This is awesome," and I looked at it, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." Like, I'm not gonna spend four dollars on this thing, you know. And then just like it literally creates waste in the park where we're going to. Like, it creates oh. paper waste that we're, you know. And I was like, "I'm not buying this," so I put it back. And like, it was one of those like little like proud moments where I was like, "Because it's so easy to just like get." down in that rabbit hole of like, yeah, I need this thing. I need this thing. And before you know it, you're like $500 deep on Amazon. Um, but yeah, um, just, just trying to be aware of those little things. Right. Right. Exactly. Ah, good, good conversation. Dan, um, this next one feels like, feels like it would speak to your heart by all means. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, number seven is skip the single-use disposable favors, right? Um, so we were, I was going to touch on this before, but um, so I'm going to go probably off script on this one. Oh, no. Oh, Dan, Darn you it, go it. for it. No, no, no. Um, so, so obviously <laughs> Honey, the you big... speak your truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so one of the – obviously the major things is like every time – I, I go to a wedding, right? There's always, sometimes there'll be like a little favor sitting on the table. Um, and that favor is packaged in a cute little box or it's in, if it's a cookie, it's in like a little plastic bag. Um, and of course we're like kind of really splitting hairs here, but you know, if, if you did something that was a gift to a charity, say, uh, on behalf of, you know, some, you know, all the people at the wedding, right? So you give this large sum of money, um, in, in the guest name, uh, rather than putting these little um, uh, things on the table that are going to get thrown out or whatever. Um, but I can't help but every time I see those cookies or or little trinkets that are on the table um, or what is it? What are those fancy almonds that people for some reason always get? Um, oh, gosh. I know what you're talking. It's those little almonds that are covered in like, like rock hard candy. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I know what you're right. talking about. That's I right. want to say almond joy, but that's a candy bar, right? No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like every time I see those like little you know packages, I keep can't help but think about those plastic bags that they're in, or like these little cute you know pouch 
boxes or whatever, and that that box is literally just going to get thrown out. Um, so I guess you know, donate to charity is number one, right? What? Jordan Almonds. I had a good Jordan. One. Yeah. Jordan. There's people that, that are listening that are like screaming Jordan, Jordan Almonds. <laughs> Guys, we heard you. We heard you. Um, so let me get I feel like I'm just rambling here, but let me get back on track and say, you know, instead of, you know, the single use disposable favor, um, donate money to charity in the name of your wedding guests. Right. That's number mm-hmm. one. And it's specifically I think it's so easy to and when you get engaged, Facebook and Instagram, they automatically start targeting you with oh. all of the ads for all of the things that make you feel like, well, gosh, if we don't have, you know, personalized napkins with our name on it, yeah. ugh, is it really a wedding? And you can go down this rabbit hole of finding a really cute favor that has your names and wedding date etched into it or engraved into it. But your guests love you. No yep. doubt about it. They love you. Are they really going to long-term use a thing that has your names and dates into it? Now, obviously, if it's your parents, maybe. That feels, yeah. you know, you're yeah. you're that important to them. But maybe your extended cousins, coworkers, aunts, uncles, friends, eh, they're going to appreciate the thing. But yep. I'm willing to argue that you either have a ton of stuff from weddings you've attended with people's names and dates on them that yep. you really haven't done too much with, or you don't because you've thrown it away. Right. And if and if you if you want to do it, go for it. Don't let us poo poo on your plans. But yeah. I challenge you to find something that they can use long term. And one of those things, well this isn't long term, but one of those things is opting for something edible. Yep. Right? Something they can yep. eat. Like Dan said, it's often wrapped in some sort of plastic whatever. And I think that's more to keep it um safe from like germs as everybody's handling it and it's getting put out on the things. Yep. I get that. Um, and to a certain extent, I guess you can, there's ways around that as well. Yep. Yeah. Guys, who doesn't bags. love a snack? Who doesn't yeah. love a snack? Yeah. Right? Yep. Love uh. a snack. We did, Um, I mean, you know, we did uh, We did these chocolate-covered pretzels for our wedding, and we put mm-hmm. them in these plastic bags. But you made them, it, though, right? Oh, yeah, we made them. I love yeah, that. We didn't go out and buy them. We made them. Um, but, you know, so we put them all these little plastic bags. But, you know, going back, it's like, I feel like the the eco friendly sustainable movement wasn't as much in my mind or much of a thought, you know, five years ago. But now going back, it's like you could easily find you know brown paper bags to put them, you know, to put them or in. Like wax got paper, a, right? Wax paper, yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, opting for something edible, huge, easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there's you know there's also companies that that do these kind of things where if you look up eco friendly wedding favors, there's got to be somebody. Yeah. Um, but um, but do your research because that also could yeah. be, you know, the internet. It's not everything you read on the internet is true. <laughs> right, right, right. Flash uh, alert. <laughs> what was but the other yeah. thing I was going to say about edible? That's okay. I can't think of it. All right. Cool. Anyway, another option too um, on the favor front, we talked about it a little bit before, is maybe your centerpieces double as favors. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe you can work something in that where they part of the centerpiece comes apart or it, it that becomes incorporated. So then you've got like a double purpose and much appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, yep. all right, on to the next thing. And this kind of goes a little bit into what we were talking about in terms of donating to charities. But number eight, our tip would be to work with vendors who give back to the environment. Um, we all, as as vendors in this industry, have things that we are passionate about and things that we focus our charitable energies on. For some of us, that means donating money. For some of us, that means donating time. Um, whatever it is that might be, um, 
I am a big fan of companies like Charity Water. Um, that's a company mm. that I tend to donate uh, money to when I'm able to. And then there's things locally that I try and get involved with when I can, because for me, uh, I'm in my 30s and planning a wedding. So I'm in a financial state where I am able to give more <laughs> of my time than my money at this point. But <laughs> right. I've still found that to be really helpful. I mean, we've done stuff where we've just gone and um, put together these um care kits for families of babies that were born prematurely. So preemie babies, or we put all these things together and we knocked it out and it was a good time. We had fun laughing together and we did a good thing. So, I mean, not to say is you should work with us because of that, but that's another way you can give back. Yeah, I, I donate a lot of time for the Red Cross. Um, maybe not a lot of time, but you know, I work with them a couple times a year uh, to kind of spread their mission, right? And you, they kind of call me up and they'll say, "Hey, you know, we've got this event or this this thing just happened," um, and I'll go there and just volunteer and and you know help kind of spread their mission. But I also um, uh, pack, you know, like you package uh, uh, these. The, it's right before Thanksgiving usually, and they'll pack like a turkey in a box with yes. you know a bunch of like rice and cor canned corn and all these different things, and then you know they're distributed out to families who are in need. Um, and, you know, and obviously Danielle and I aren't saying that to, like I don't advertise that stuff on my website, right? Like it, it's not about me, but there are there are people who do good. So maybe actually off topic slightly, ask your um, your wedding professionals in your meeting with them. You know, if they support any charities or if they give back anyway, um, and you'll find out real quickly, you know, what kind of people somebody is if by their, you know, reaction yeah. to that. And that's not to say like obviously I'm in a crazy time in my life where I've got I'm about to have three kids and whatever. And there's less time I'm gonna be able to volunteer, but you know, um, I, I, yeah, I think that's that's that'd be a good thing to know about somebody. You know what they what they do. You know, right? And it's another way to find some commonalities. Um, yep. You know, maybe you are passionate about the same thing. Um, you know, my mom has an autoimmune disease that's super rare. Anytime I hear that disease mentioned anyplace else, I'm like, oh, I'm yep. familiar with that. Like, let's, I like, I want to know your experience with that more. So it's it, it's about finding those those little things, um, yeah. and ways that you can you can give back and and donate your um, your resources where you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number nine. Numero nine. So we're going to be um, saying you should find ways to repurpose your decor either throughout the day or after the wedding. And some of this goes back to, like we talked about, donating your flowers, right? But finding ways to repurpose your decor. Ways I've seen is when the bridesmaids' bouquets become centerpieces, either on a sweetheart table, head table, yep. throughout the space. Maybe they add some cool flowers to the cake table, whatever it is. Usually once photos are done after the ceremony, those bridesmaids don't need their bouquets anymore. And they're just nope. going to end up on a table or a chair anyway. They might as well become more useful and honestly it comes down to buying um if your florist doesn't provide it those dollar store cylindrical they're about six to eight inches high yep. probably four to five inches around um yep. in diameter they fit bridesmaids bouquets or any type of bouquets really nicely and yep. you can't really tell the difference i've even done it where i haven't put them in a bouquet we just laid them crisscross applesauce um <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, one across the other with their stems, and it looks it looks gorgeous. I'm yeah. in a kid's state of mind today, but yeah. Um, what else have you seen, Dan? I mean, I, I just going back to that. Uh, you know, some people, my brain automatically goes to, "What if you only have five bridesmaids and ten tables?" It's like, well, yeah. 
you you just put the vase in the middle of five of the tables, spread them out nicely, and then on the alternate ones, do a second, um, right, a different uh, design. Yeah, table centerpiece thing where maybe it's like, you know, a small low uh, couple of candles and maybe you're a reader and you put like a little stack of cute like old books out there with some candles around it and a mirror. And then maybe there's like a, a little lantern next to it or something and like just a little bit of greenery that goes around it. It'd be really nice. Love it. Look, look Guys, listen to that. Dan just designed a wedding. That's right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am an artsy fartsy person. Artsy fartsy. Art I agree person. more on the second than the first, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a farty person. <laughs> oh, um, one of the things You're I like doing. You're a pretty good tutor as well. <laughs> That's very true. Um, <laughs> one of the things, and we just did this at this past wedding we did this weekend, um, and it wasn't necessarily planned, but once I saw it, it was just a no-brainer. Um, the couple got married in the woods. The amount of bug bites I have, you guys, is ridiculous. But <laughs> they got, no matter how much bug spray I sprayed on myself, but they got married in the woods and they had this beautiful white birch uh, arch at their altar space. And the cool. florist attached some gorgeous flowers to it. Um, it was super asymmetrical, but super pretty. And I talked to my team and I was looking at the back of it and how it was constructed. And I was like, guys, this thing can come down as soon as that ceremony is over and we're going to put it at the couple's head table. So the way we uh, structured their head table was that it was this nice, beautiful, long table. There was about 23 or so people sitting at it. But directly across from the couple, they had a direct view to the um, the dance floor. But there was nobody sitting directly across from them. So there was this open gap on the floor where there's no chairs. So we took this gorgeous flower thing um, that was attached to the, the arch at their ceremony. Once the ceremony was over, we detached it took it over to um, the the reception site and just laid it on the ground. I actually oh, toppled wow. the, um, the a lot of the bouquets on top of it to fill it out. And suddenly there was this like very expensive looking floral piece at the base of their head table. And it looked gorgeous. It looked gorgeous in photos. Um, wow. And it was something they did not have to pay for. It was something that otherwise would have just been waste. And it worked out really well. Love so. It. Yeah. Very cool. Very I cool. didn't uh, initially plan for that because we weren't the florist wasn't sure how she was going to attach it, and sometimes the way it's attached, it can't come down easily, and it just ends up breaking. But yeah. if that's something you can do, that's something you can talk with your florist about and see what you can do. Cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I also oh. it was also something we had a bunch of things going down the aisle. We ended up scooping those all up and we placed them throughout the space. We placed some on the cake table. There was a fireplace mantle where we were at, so we stuck them up there. Added some candles. Cool. I'm telling you. I would very much doubt that anybody realized that those flowers were the same flowers from the ceremony that came over. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Wow. Interesting. I love that you have the mind for that, though, to be able to just be like, all right, well, we're going to do this um, in the middle of like everything else that you're doing. So just be like, <laughs> oh, you know, let's do this. Let's put this here. Um, very cool. Love that. <clears throat> all right. Numero tenno. Dun, da, da, da. Oh, man. We are flying through this. Yeah. Um, okay. This one, pretty simple. Ask your venue slash caterer slash bartenders if they recycle or ask them to recycle if they don't right yeah i mean this might require no additional effort on your part and it's a way that you can really make a big impact because as we've talked about many many times in this episode and past episodes there's a ton of waste that comes from weddings and imagine if if that um maybe the food can be composted 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 (laughs) <laughs> composted <laughs> i quit <laughs> um you know but it, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of ways around it on the other side if they're like well um you know in order to do that we need x y and z it may require you get some bins to place around that are just specifically designated for recycling but for the most part yeah. it can be done 
Yeah. Hey, if you're if you're out there and you're thinking about this and you're like, I am super passionate about, um, you know, saving the planet, about our environment, about, you know, just ways to, uh, you know, to, you know, cut waste, whatever that is. And you're just thinking like, hey, they should be doing these things or you have some ideas. We would love to hear them. Danielle and I are regular people. We're also we're not just we're not just preaching this stuff and then not doing it right. Like we're both still working professionals, you know, and and we want to hear from people. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us what uh, what you're doing, what you uh, are trying to do and, and some of the projects that you have going on. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. But hey, before we wrap up this episode, we just wanted to take a moment to give a huge shout out and virtual high five to our Patreon supporters. Your encouragement means the world to us, and we are just constantly blown away by your generosity. Yeah, and if you want to join our amazing community of ringers to help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. You know, like put a ring on it. There's many different options starting at just $1 a month to help support us. Uh, and some really fun things waiting for you like video recordings, hangouts with Danielle and I, and and a place to have your wedding questions answered. But hey, if money's tight, that is all good. Keep enjoying this podcast as our gift to you for as long as you need. Exactly. We still love you no matter what. And if you need some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to follow us uh, and connect with us on the socials. I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. Yep, and I'm at DPNAC, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Guys, remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you guys rock. Until next time, ringers. Peace! Peace!